this week's episode of the award-winning, award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Exodus. The DC black gays have created their own Exodus from Nelly's, the sports bar on Sundays. And their new Exodus is Brixton's, the straight black club slash bar right across the street. It's not. It's not really supposed to be. Oh my god, I thought it was gay. No. Oh my god. But it's real fucking gay now. Oh, so they have a gay day. It's gay day now. How does this work? Sunday after 3 p.m., you can find all of the black kings in the world that you are looking for because. No, no, don't say this out loud yet. You sure? I was there. It'll be gay people over there. It was a lot of them. Oh, I was present. So the exodus was real. The black gay people in D.C. decided to pack their shit up. They were moving out of the land of bondage and into the land of freedom. And the land of freedom happened to be Brixton's. I don't watch sports no way, okay? Nelly's is a sports bar. I'm like, why are y'all playing soccer? We don't watch that. That's the European football. No, can you at least put on the American football where they got on the straps, under their clothes, in the tights and stuff? They watch rugby. That you, you mean rugby. Whatever um, it is, they be playing on TV. This past Nelly's. Sunday. Turn it to the Beyonce concert, Nelly's. This past, oh, they don't want to play hip-hop. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause sometimes. If they, turn, if they stop playing the urban music, that'll deter, one, black people, and two, the fights. Oh, okay. This past Sunday, um, <laughs> I went on down to the Nelly's, and um, I was there by myself. And I was like, well, self. Huh. You can go back home. Oh no no no! Or you can um, go Come over to turn back now. Where other girls are saying that they're going, and everyone literally left Nelly's to go over to Brixton's. And when I say it was a vibe, it was a fucking okay. vibe. It was so cute. Like I didn't see, I didn't even see no straight people. It was like the straight people was like, mm, I'm scared. Okay, I am not going. Oh, and so this is the vibe that I really think that we should have been on this whole summer and I I'm so sorry to see that we weren't on it all summer because mm-hmm. we wasted so much time placating to audiences that were not going to be here for us in the beginning and even though Brixton is a straightish blackish the bartenders are of color and things yeah. okay yeah I'm just checking um we still had a great time. Like we felt no microaggressions. It was really mm-hmm. cute. Like I saw so many fine ass niggas. It was so many fine ass niggas. So this is my unofficial but official shout out I was to like, that. Don't say that out loud yet on Sunday because they ain't gave us no money yet. But when they give okay. us money, this is gonna be a real shout All out. Right. And so this episode is brought to you by that. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. Um, this week I talked about. Prep use in the military, um, even like military healthcare providers are saying that they're inadequately educated um, about inadequately um, prep, um, its purpose, and does it really work? And I was just like, wow, this is trash. Um, and even in the military, you have all the benefits; everything can be free when you go to the doctor. If I'm a queen for a day, <laughs> um, that was a Beyonce Michelle Farrell reference that went 
Michelle told Farrah she was going to get fired. Come back. Um, so even people with all the free insurance in the world, black men continue to be the most affected by um, HIV. New diagnosis continue to be us. You guys see about yourself. Saying that out loud and putting out a note for myself. But yes, absolutely. See about yourself. Even in the military, um, for 12 years, I had to educate every physician that I worked with um, about why I was on PrEP or what I was doing on PrEP. Um, and so the military is a microcosm of what is going on in the mm-hmm. real world. Um, and so if it's going on in the military, it's definitely going on throughout the country. Um, and until more of us are on it and until more of us are smart about it and doing it, it will continue to be something we have to teach our physicians about, unfortunately. Um, but am, anyway, talk about go to Ronald Matter, RonaldMatters.com and um, get into all those things. And I talked about other things this week. I'm getting back into the blog. Thank you guys for your support. I am the Superman, T H E E S U P A M A N, aka the gynecologist to the gays, BKA, your nerdy top. And this week, is your episode of your for a podcast your colorful commentary on lgbt health and wellness shout out to prep squad dc i'm wearing my prep squad dc shirt right now with the glitter on it i love prep squad dc what's our icebreaker this week our icebreaker this week comes um to us by something that is extremely known amongst most of us um but I decided we should highlight it because the VMAs didn't do Child, close. What are you about to talk about? Um, got to be real. Taylor Swift. Oh, Girl, nobody's talking about Taylor. They Swift. were talking about Taylor Swift. Did the MTV VMAs ban her or something? Because the only nomination she got was for um, best editing for "Look What You Made Me Do." Sis, it needed a lot of editing. <laughs> and it didn't win. Look what you made me do and, and by it, Taylor Swift. And it, and it didn't win. So. <laughs> Unfortunately, hey, that's, that's, not, our, that's not our icebreaker <laughs> yeah. this week. Um, got to be real is a culture. Got Amen. to be real is a vibe. Got to be real is a wave. If you have never seen these got to be real videos, um, they pay homage to all of our black mm-hmm. singing, acting legends. Reality TV stars. Nene Leakes was on Team Sass. I, <clears throat> I mean, sure. For a stint. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so this week in our icebreaker, I would like us to break down your favorite got to be real moments, lines, sayings, okay, etc. Well, you know, I say all the time, even in my real life, when Fantasia tells Beyonce, <laughs> "Don't get it misconcepted." <laughs> I was like, and anytime Fantasia's on the screen, she's going to say something grammatically incorrect, um, and it's going to be. Ratchet. So it's like my South Memphis comes out. I went to school and I studied writing. So I'm just like, oh, fantastic. You just said that wrong. And then just like, but it's funny because, you know, it's got to be real. And so just anytime Fantasia is just like the epitome of me. <laughs> it's just, what is she has? Oh, that's Monica, the makers of me. But shout out to Monica. Oh, Monica wasn't on Got to Be Real. Wow, that's the Monica shade. Get the strap. No, that's not shade. That's actually like, I'm not giving y'all nothing to put me on God's view real. Uh, but I also enjoyed when Christina Aguilera was like Aguilera. on the docket. 
to be <laughs> on Team Class or Team Sass. But, mm, okay, we just going to keep you as a, not even a friend to the show. No, just a, she never came back. You can come film a scene. <laughs> she never came back. She never came back. Um, my favorite, my favorite scenes were turning new balances into uh, old unstables. Amen, amen. Um, and that was about Aretha Franklin, but that's okay. We're doing this in honor of Aretha Franklin. We love you. Um, unbreak my heart. Uh oh. And unbounce those checks. Oh, episode one. Amen. Say I'm not in debt. <laughs> it was oh. in the key of unbreak my heart, and it's still so fucking funny to me today. Um, please don't make me read you like a scantron. I Woo! said that because put that on the shirt and sell it. Here for a pod merchandise coming soon. I have very it. very soon. I have to tell you something when we're done recording, so we can finalize. Very very soon, but please we're don't on make the me finalizing re- stages, y'all. I'm please don't make me read you like a scantron. Put that on is, the t shirt and sell it. It's like a it's a ministry. It's Amen. a mood. Um. Like a lot of a lot of people, a lot of niggas will try you, and you know you have the receipts, and you know you have the vocabulary, you know have the ability to get their ass the fuck together. And please don't make me read you like a scantron is like the the answer to that. Please don't make me read you like a scantron. Question: What if I tweet that now, and then like when someone is trying me, I send them the link to the tweet, and then they open the link and it says. Please don't make me read you like a skin shrunk. That would be the gag. Valid. It's a valid. Bam. I need to tweet it. Come on. It's valid. I'm about to tweet it right now. Um, My absolute favorite again from Gossipy Reels, Whitney Houston, when she said, I'm Team Jesus. Amen. I'm Team Soldiers for Christ. Amen. Because the girls be trying to like figure out what you're doing, figure out what you're on, where you're at. And it's not your business. Uh oh. I'm on Team Jesus. I'm on Team Soldiers for Christ. You can't be on. You can't. You're not. If you're not on my team, don't be trying to figure out what my calendar is. My iPad is saying Scantron is not a word. Bitch, ain't this like a trademarked word? Scantron, Scantron is a word. Get on it. Scantron is a word. Speaking of words, the word. No, of- I wasn't done. My favorite Whitney Houston moment, because you know last night I we were hanging out and I sat here and I played the whole Whitney Houston playlist. When Whitney passed, this is why I wish Got to Be Real was still going on. I wish it was another episode. I wish she would just surprise us on the day of Aretha's film. When Whitney passed, um, at the end it was a girl. You know, I never showed up anyway. <laughs> She was a Whitney was that one friend who always did I am not video a hologram. chat. <laughs> she <laughs> tuned in um from across the way. She's like, girl, you got a Skype, you got a FaceTime, what kind of phone you got? But Whitney was never there. And then they showed Whitney in the run to you video and then it ended I wanna say it was an original song. Yeah, um, no, it was an got original to be Whitney real. song. It was an original Whitney song and they showed her in the video looking ethereal like she did in the video. Um, on the way to heaven, basically. So, but that's another one of my favorite got to be real moments. Let us know your favorite got to be real moment down in the comments wherever you are listening on SoundCloud. If you see us on Instagram, say hey girl, I forgot to comment, but here's my comment about the episode. Let us know your favorite got to be real moments. Absolutely, and um, my word of the day this week is two spirit. 
Two-Spirit is a noun. It's an umbrella term traditionally used by Native American people to recognize individuals who possess qualities or fulfill roles of both genders. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is an important word, an important term for us to look up and be aware of because we, as a society, not just American society, but like a world society, have been criminalizing transgender people for a long time. But we also don't remember that transgender people have existed for centuries. Hey man, They have been around. Even in the hieroglyphics. For a long time. Even in Roman society. People have known that men and women were more than one sexed for a long time. And so just recently has the renaissance of transsexuals actually become more pop culture and more um, recognizable. Mm -hmm. But it has been around. It is not nothing new. Like a lot of old people are like, oh, this is new. Like, why y'all get these um, boys that grew up boys and they were born boys and now they're all of a sudden women? No, that's not new. Ma'am. It ain't ain't never been new. It's not new. And it's not going to be new. Get out there, Bible. It's just the visibility of it. And so the the term two-spirit, it came from Native American culture where they revered, respected, and even worshipped um, uh-huh. People that were two spirited, meaning people that were born something and became something else, because Native Americans appreciated the fact that they were something else when they were born and ascended into something else. Hey man, look at you! Lifetimes. Come on! And so that ascension, word of the day, that ascension made them popular, that made them revered, that made them worshipable, and I think we need that same energy today. In talking about trans people and trans issues, because they they still are something to be revered. They still are Amen. something to be worshipped. They still are something to be liked and to be loved. Like they are people that were born something, figured out that I am not my sex gender identity. Amen. I am this. Amen. And they were able to go past whatever society told them and. Be the person that they actually are. And that should be awarded. That should be allotted. That should be worshipped. That should be appreciated. And so two-spirited is the word of the day. W-E-R-D. Um, the first thing in Hot Topics is, it's my birthday. Um, Hot Topic, Ronald Matters birthday is, um, you Luke know. Moore. Lukewarm. This week, I would like for you guys to send me um, cash app deposits, Venmo deposits, because, you know, I'm going to be celebrating all of this weekend, and it's hashtag Ronald Matters, dollar sign Ronald Matters, at Ronald Matters. Um, yeah, so I'm sure me and the Superman will be hanging out. Um, so, you know, if you love your girl, your sis. Send me like $20, $10. Shit, around the shots. We love tequila. Hear it here for a podcast. Like, send me enough for an appetizer. Um, I do love a good old party wing or chicken tender. So, you guys, show me some love. I've been in D.C. for two years. You know, I called you two years ago and I said, girl, oh, it's my birthday again. And I'm still sitting here in Memphis, girl. Is I'm ever going to be anything in life? 
And he was like, girl, I just got a house. Come on up here. And I was like, is you serious? And he was like, bitch, I'm serious. And I was like, well, to whom it may concern. And my, the gag is my boss was off that week. And so I had slid it under her door. And then, so I was like, yep, my two weeks is still effective. The day that I slid the note on the other door. <laughs> when she got back, it was like five or six days later. But peekaboo, <laughs> it's me. Welcome back to work. Um, I quit. <laughs> Imagine being that boss. But, you know, moving to D.C. has had so many positives for my life. Um, and I'm just excited to be celebrating my birthday and two years of moving to D.C. So, thank you guys so much for supporting Here For a Podcast, the blog, my Instagram. Because, you know, everybody want to be Instagram famous. But definitely um, show some love at Ronald Matters. Dollar sign Ronald Matters. Send us some love. Well, me. Love. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on? What 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 Cynthia say? She's like, and so what else is going on? Basically. <laughs> um, I'm the first hot topic. <clears throat> um, I mean the, the biggest is still trending on Twitter, still trending on YouTube. Um Taylor the, Swift, look what you made me do. Never. Oh. That's, no, that's never <laughs> Look what you made me do. The Not v- getting no nominations. The VMAs have decided that they wanted to um part time celebrate the Queen of Soul. Um, I'm absolutely not here for it. I think that it's the biggest story because everyone's talking about all the other shit that happened at the VMAs last night. And I think the biggest thing was the the atrocity. There you go. Okay. The atrocity that the Queen of Soul, Mm -hmm. literally 50 years of music history. I'm like 58, so that's basically six decades. 50 years of music history. The the MTV VMAs decided that they were going to celebrate or remember or Mm-mm. whatever the fuck Mm-mm. that was by sending the wrong action verbs <laughs> Madonna mayonnaise ass out to say something in regards to the Queen of Soul, and so there are a lot of things that happened at the VMAs last night. That was just the most egregious. I went to bed. It was the most egregious. She wore everything that she had in her closet, and she said nothing about Aretha Franklin. Nothing of And sense. I don't wow. give no fucks about that bitch. She talked about being from Detroit. She's really not actually from Detroit. Who from she, Detroit? She played that. She played that part. Oh, I was, I was, you know, I was just a demure girl, and you know, I didn't know where my next meal was gonna come from, and I was going to audition. This is hometown Rochester Hills, not Detroit. Oh, <laughs> I was like, "Where's Rochester?" This is like a suburb of something. Not Detroit. Um, Keep it moving. Um, Rochester Hills. She might as well. Okay, let's let's do it then. Uh oh. Um, she might as well be from Cordova. I was say she was the first Memphis. European settler was somebody who arrived in 1817. Okay, the answer no, is the answer is no, ma'am. The answer is no, ma'am. <laughs> you can't say you from European Silver Spring. Settler. You can't say you from Silver Spring and say you from DC at the same time, girl. Which one? Mm-hmm, okay. Rochester is not Detroit. Um, give First me of all, it's called a Rochester Hills. You can't be from Irving, Texas, <laughs> and then say you from Dallas. No, it's not the same thing. No, you can't be from WeHo and say you from Los Angeles, Los Angeles, or from Oakland. Because you, you ain't from the trap. Not, these are not, not the not same the things. Trap. These are not the same things. And so she got on stage. It started wrong. <laughs> so basically, it started wrong. 
She got on stage and say um, that she was from Rochester, New York. When no, she was pretending to be from Harlem and said she was from Rochester, New York. That's what it really was. And so I found problems with that. Quit I lying. found problems with all of the things that she was wearing because she was wearing everything she had. Um, Let me Google. And then I found problems with her doing a tribute to someone and doing no tribute to them what at all. What you call? Um, you say it's something with critiquing with no credentials. That's what you. What questionable queens critiquing with no credentials uh-huh. and with no crowns? Uh oh. Because I don't. When I search queen, only Nicki Minaj comes up. I don't know if this is just because of recent. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Point. We're gonna get. We're so gonna get. To that point. <laughs> okay, but I searched queen <clears throat> and Madonna didn't come up. But um, Madonna was giving me very pop. Wow she's got on a lot of things <laughs> 17 17, count. 17 I don't even know how to count About 17 About seventeen. She got a years. ring on every finger mm-hmm. Four bracelets on each arm uh-huh. Ma'am Patty when we're out Ed it takes something off She has no gays in her life that are helping her with this Because nobody was like You this know what Mad ass foundation on TV Wow Madonna you look bad she looked bad. She sounded bad. It was just all bad. I don't know who. Oh, this is a cute picture of Aretha. Okay. I don't know who at the VMAs was like, you know what? This is gonna huh. be great. This is gonna be a great trip. What did she say? Okay, let's get to the meat. What did she say, Madonna? Nothing about Aretha. She said, um, Aretha inspired she, me, and I went to my first audition, and I struggled, and I failed because you. She went to her first what? Singing audition. Oh, okay. And she failed. Cause she can't really sing, okay, like really well. Like you can, she can put a tune to a track, but you're not like a vocalist. Um, and she talked about her poverty in Detroit, and she wasn't in Detroit, Rochester Hills, Michigan. She talked about um, her struggle in the music industry and not being accepted, and I, I had no more time. I had no more time. I had no more patience. Get the fuck out of here. You're representing yourself wrong. You represent Detroit wrong, and I'm not here for it. Um, next, more VMAs. Since the VMAs fucked that up completely, um, I would like for us to give the best Aretha Franklin moments that we know of, not musically, mm-hmm. because Aretha Franklin gave a lot of things musically, and that can't be. Hey Amen. That can't be. Discussed. It's like just put d- put the whole panel together, and it's a panel, girl, and everybody's on the panel is worthy. Everyone has a PhD in what they're doing. It's like Michael Jackson. We talked about that last week. Um, Prince, Whitney, Aretha. Somebody was like the king, the queen. Somebody said the princess, the princess. but I was like, no, the, I don't think they were referencing. And what I was seeing, I don't think they were referencing. Aretha is the princess. No, Aretha's queen. Solid, I like the queen. Whoa, but they I'm were like, re- they were referencing Whitney as the princess, and I'm like, that's not her title. Her title is the voice. Okay. But anyway, um, since they did not celebrate the queen the right way, I feel like we should hear the right way. Um, she has plenty of achievements musically. Um, she has plenty mm-hmm. of achievements politically. But I would like to highlight things that she has done that are not. One of my favorites is um, when Oprah turned 40, um, it was Patty and Aretha, Oprah, and it was somebody else that was there. Was it Gladys? 
and they were giving Oprah advice about turning 40. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, like, um... Well, everybody surprised me here in Gladys Knight. Oh, uh, I'm playing the clip. But Gladys Knight, Patti LaBelle, and Aretha were sitting there saying, like, um, give her advice about turning 40. And then somebody said Aretha was really... Somebody said Patty was like 52, but then she was like, girl, you know, I tell the industry I'm 49. And it was like a really cute Oprah interview moment. Mm. It was like outside of the music, it was good to see three legends because Gladys is a legend in her own lane. God protects her the same way you watch another Betty White. Um, oh, shit, Betty White is still here. That's yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, glad, glad, if Betty Gladys White, got, Betty White is still here and Aretha is gone. What world is this? Healthcare, um. So, and there's also like, um, Aretha demanded to be paid in cash. Yes, because she took her. <laughs> money. My Detroit sister said, "I don't trust y'all checks." I don't. Uh. 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 Uh-uh, not because it might be post dating when I get through. Woo! It might be some shenanigans down to the bank. Any type of shenanigan, I don't have the time, and I'm not here for it. So, first of all, Aretha always demanded her checks in cash. Well, a check check in cash. Okay, that sounds like a. But um, she took her money and in her earlier years, took that money, gave it to the civil rights movement. So multiple times. Um, the same way that we applaud Beyonce and Jay Z and Kendrick Lamar and J Cole for secretly giving donations to the Black Lives Matter movement and to the mothers of the movement, all of the mothers of the movement. Amen. Oh Lord Jesus, Florida. Ferguson, all of the mothers of the movement. Um, you know, back then you had to do this stuff in cash because they were the FBI would be tracking where black people were spending their money. And so shout out to Aretha for one, demanding her money in cash. That's one of my favorite Aretha moments that they didn't talk about on the VMAs, Madonna. And another one was giving advice to Oprah. Imagine me. Hashtag Kirk Franklin, imagine me. Uh, being able to give advice to Oprah. That became gospel really quickly. <laughs> Imagine me being able to give advice to Oprah. My, my non-musical favorite moments of um, requiring her money in cash is faxing her reads because <laughs> Aretha Franklin was absolutely famous for having thoughts, <laughs> and she would fax them niggas. <laughs> Fax the, fax the thoughts and the reads to the girls that she had the reads about. Hashtag. And I was like, how old school can you fucking be? I'm not emailing you. I'm not texting you. I'm not calling you. I don't you. do those I'm things. I'm not getting on Twitter. I don't. I'm going to write it on fax and send it to your yeah. office. Write it and in And that cursive. shit is dead. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that anymore. But I live for it because that is a certain type of classy that you have to fucking be to be reading a bitch by fax. <laughs> And I want and I want to let every hater of this goddamn podcast to know. Yeah, if you fucking type a hate message below, type your fax number next because I am following my Detroit sisters, her pattern, uh-huh. and I'm going to fax you a goddamn the hate tradition. message. I am faxing. It's a Detroit tradition. It's a fax. I'm faxing you hate messages back. How the fuck? I'll fax it to you. I'm not twittering you. I <laughs> fax it from your I job, am. or do you fax it from the post office? Aretha so Franklin said, "I am the or? I am the queen of soul. I am going to fax you." <laughs> Who did she send that fax? Was it? Uh, <laughs> uh, we're not gonna talk about that. I forget a whole bunch of girls. Let's move on. Um, my second 
but most also favorite is when um, she was being interviewed and um, asked about what she thought about different singers and people that were doing things in the Dance. industry, of course. And um, it still is something that burns its Taylor Swift's heart, and Ooh. it should. Because she was asked about people that actually sing. Look people what you made me do. do music. <laughs> Look what you made me do. And um, when asked Look what about Taylor Swift, Aretha Franklin said gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> the girl has some money, apparently. She got budget. She can just buy gowns. Her style is Singing, thing. I don't know about that. I don't know nothing about that. And my Detroit sister, mother, auntie, all of those things, she is still absolutely fucking correct. About that assessment, Taylor Swift has nothing to give to music but beautiful gowns. <laughs> that was Taylor Swift for real. I was because I've been talking. <laughs> yeah, was, she was talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> the interviewer asked her Taylor Swift. She said gowns. <laughs> Let me think about it. Oh, shit. you know she tried to remake September by like the OJ's or somebody. Who's this song by? This is why. Um, this is why. Yeah, band. I think the uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. There we go. But this is why the Queen of Soul said she has nothing to give to this industry but gowns and beautiful gowns. I mean, like, the girl is rich. Of course she could buy beautiful gowns. Singing, that's not one of them. Whew. Rest in peace, oh my God. auntie, <laughs> It says mother. lethargic as a drunk turtle, says the person who co-wrote September. Lethargic would be a Earth, race. Wind, and Fire. Yeah, it was by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wow. Yeah. Um, but anyway, again, uh, Rest in like peace, rest in dynamic bands. Yeah. Rest in power, Auntie Riri. Um, next, uh, we got a really candid interview from previous RuPaul contestant Pearl, and we have not gotten many of them. Um, thankfully, I guess you're just trying to hang me out to dry because you know that Ru is one of my faves. You trying, you trying to shake me right now. This is an attack on me. So, look what you made me do. I'm about to read you when you're done. But go get it out. I also hope that you would send that read VFX. Don't uh, make me read you like a scantron. I hope that you would send that by. Don't make yes. me read you. Pearl like gave a, a candid interview. She was talking to a blogger. The Hey, Queen. It's the show that hey, everybody goes yes. on. Hey, Queen is the show. Um, it went viral because of what Pearl was saying. About and she said it within 60 seconds, which is great for Instagram video. <laughs> That's how I first saw it, and then I had to go back and read, the, uh, well, listen to the whole interview. Yeah. Um, and then listening to the whole interview, that six, 60 seconds was the best of the whole interview. Hey, oh, wow. When I tell you Pearl is not, I was like, I watched part one. I was like, oh, delete parts two and three because I'm not going to make it. But it didn't matter. <laughs> um, this part that she was talking about her actual interactions with RuPaul mm-hmm. uh, did go viral, and it was the most important part of the discussion. And I thought. It added to um, the discourse that we have been talking about on this episode, these episodes, um, of the track record of RuPaul. RuPaul is a legend. RuPaul Mm -hmm. has created legend, created lanes. One hundred twenty-three girls of girls, and you know, still solidified, but a problem, problematic legend at that. Um, So, if you have not seen the clip. Like like we were talking about before, check out Hey Queen, um, where you can see the full interview that Pearl gave, and talking about the infamous scene where RuPaul is asking Pearl 
about something on her face or giving her a look and then pearl says do i have something on my face and we are all thinking like pearl is like being this bitchy Mm -hmm. um I can't entitled. believe you would say that to she's entitled. the Beyonce of what you're doing. Right. She's you're in, on RuPaul's Drag Race. She's an, an entitled drag queen that just doesn't know her place. And then she went on in the interviews to say that RuPaul was really only to have really only there to have a connection with the drag queens on camera. And then when they weren't on camera, that she didn't want to have a connection with them. She didn't want to talk to them. She didn't want to be personable with them. None of that. Um, they were having a segment where they were in the workroom, W-E-R-Q, um, and about the ongoing challenge. And the the camera had to change the tape. Or, you know, like, I was like, girl, it's a digital world. That's what I was thinking. But the camera had to go down because something was going on. And then Pearl says in the interview, she was like, well, while the camera was down... I just took that as a mom to say, like, RuPaul, I adore you. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm a drag queen. You are the queen of drag. Blah, blah. You know, something like, girl, if I met Beyonce, who are the things I would say? Um, Don't say nothing. So, if I met Beyonce, I wouldn't say nothing. I would just hope all, for a kiss on the cheek. I have the words. But um, she, she was saying, like, while the camera was refreshing, she was just giving Ru admiration. And RuPaul said to her, Nothing you say matters if Unless that camera is on. Imagine me, hashtag Kirk Franklin. <laughs> Imagine me telling Kirk Franklin, I mean, oh no, not Kirk Franklin, Beyonce. Um, <laughs> Beyonce, you are the reason why. I do imagine you talking to Kirk Franklin. You are, okay, first, he married, that's my type. Start there. But, DL, um, Christian. That's my type. Made for there. you. Woo! It's my birthday. Um, so. Um, be short, um, I like short tops now, and I Who like said the it was a top? I like them. Who said Kirk Franklin was a top? It's Kirk Franklin a top. Mm. Main point, because you know I can go seven ways, and I'm only a bottom. Um, so imagine that's why they say don't meet your idols because they will yes. almost always disappoint you. And so then for Rue to say like I adore, well for her to say I adore, I idolize, and then Rue says nothing you say means nothing what wow and so pearl was like that's why from that moment on i was always one foot in the competition and didn't and nonchalant about everything else i had to say and y'all just and y'all just always thought pearl was so boring pearl was so boring and i was like wow this is what made her feel that way yeah and it's extremely visible why she she's would. not the first, second, or third person to say that. And so, even after the interview, um, Laganja, Stranja, Gia Gunn, and the Vixen took to Twitter to defend what Pearl said and said. Nina Bonita Brown has said that, even though she's not a. Because mm, she has things going on. Yeah, but but she had said this previously and nobody believed her because she mm-hmm. was like Because she is Nina Bonita Brown. And she was like eliminated like early. No, she wasn't. She was eliminated like fourth or fifth. Even. um. That's early. Oh, okay. Well, the Vixen was still eliminated in the first five weeks or six weeks. Six weeks. Six or yeah. seven. Yeah. But anyway, um, Laganja, Astrangia, Giga, and the Vixen took mm-hmm. to Twitter um, to corroborate what the Pearl... Yeah, the, the, the Pearl. Pearl. Come through. What Pearl has said. Pearl and said, I believe that 
Sounds yeah. about right. That's yep. the same RuPaul that I met. Yeah. And so uh, now we have a, a full chain of queens that have the same story. Chain, chain, chain. Of Since we tribute Aretha, I'm Chain of fools, teeth. Hey. The only fool here apparently <laughs> is RuPaul. Oh my god. <laughs> um. And so now we have a chain of queens that are corroborating the same stories of how their interactions with RuPaul have been. And it's just aligning with the same mm-hmm. dynamic that we've been talking about for months of, like, really, like, is RuPaul just here for the check? Yes. She's really just not this um, person. Heartfelt person. Give, yeah, giving a person. Give Humanitarian. Give, Mm. That she's pretended to be because she's pretended to be a humanitarian that was there for just here to cre- pave the way for other girls to come after her and just and she did do that but was it in the sake of a check or was it in the sake oh, of paving my the way fave, for my fave my fave my fave because really it's really I'm gonna step away it's really na- it's really no na- it's really Naomi Campbell style. Because Naomi Campbell has paved the way for a lot of other models, a lot. Tyra Banks as well, paved the way for a lot of other models, but at the expense of other models. And so RuPaul, it looks like is doing the same thing. Like she paved the way for a lot of drag queens, but at the expense of other drag queens. Um, like she's given careers to a lot of girls, but she's fucked up a lot of girls in the process of giving careers to a lot of girls. So can we celebrate and award her for fucking up other girls while giving other girls an opportunity? I don't know. I'm not here for it still. I just I, I don't know. I need RuPaul to like explain this shit because she's I feel she's not going to explain it, but she needs to explain it. I'm absolutely not here for it. <clears throat> um, before we get back to the VMAs, because the VMAs tire me. Okay. Um. I would like us to give some attention to something that is extremely popular um, in Twitter's first back in pop culture. Mm-hmm. They have a name for something that I have recognized for a long time, and it is Big Dick Energy. Where did it originate, No Pause? I feel like it's it's got to be like this year. In my mind, I've been thinking about <laughs> Woohoo! You about to? Ooh, wow! <laughs> I have, um, I have, I have figured out big dick energy for a long time. Working, you have figured it out. Yeah, like for work, a long time. Yeah, you've been investigating for a long time. Uh huh. In corporate America, big dick energy is something that you have to figure out because uh, it helps you move forward. Amen. And it helps you figure out who else is moving forward with you. Call bitches else to task forward, in their meetings. Not. With you, mm-hmm. um, and so I have used it in that aspect professionally in the past. Mm-hmm. In 2018, it means something completely the same, but for social. I situations. love your eyebrows today. Did you get them done recently? Not to change the subject, we're talking about big dicks, and I'm talking about eyebrows. Wow. Um, but your eyebrows. And so are you really- are not <laughs> exhibiting big dick energy. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at you talk about dicks. I'm like, wow. I'm intrigued by what so you're talking about. So I may about. be giving mm-hmm. off big dick energy even mm-hmm. by my eyebrows. Oh, but that's wow. the point that we're talking about. Okay. Your lips look rather no shade. Is big dick energy is something that can be exuded. Ooh. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you really even have a big dick because. Mm. I hope I can give that off on my birthday. 
Well, we're going to pray for you. Um, <laughs> but big dick energy means that you have like this swagger about yourself. Yes. You have this confidence. You have a strong voice sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, to me, like big hands, I'm like, big dick energy. Mm. All right. He might be He's, able to. He might be able to you gra- were a 15. Oh, big dick energy. He might be able to grab you up. <laughs> oh, wow. Here we go. Mm. Tall men might exude big dick energy okay. even if they don't have Child. one. All of them don't. Um, an, exor- an, an, an aura of sexiness. And mm-hmm. so. Confidence. Yeah. Just so, confidence. Yeah. So, like, think about Mario Lopez. Like, Mario I'm Lopez. Good, but my third, six, six. Hey. I'm a bad bitch. Suck a mean dick. Hey. She don't have a dick, though. <laughs> she don't, but you big suit him. Big dick energy. When she says she five foot, but her throat six six. That's big dick energy. That is big dick, <laughs> big dick energy. And hey, also, with sister. Nicki Minaj is doing currently, I feel. Uh, I know. I feel like that's big dick energy because she's like. She's is like, that what the topic is? We're gonna get we're okay, gonna get back to that. I don't want to go into it if you're not. We're gonna get back to that. But Woo. I feel like what she's doing really is. Exuding big dick energy, like I've been nerves. running. It's big, it's getting on a lot of people nerves, but big dick energy can get on your nerves until they put their big dick in your face. Wow! And then pull it's out. Not a, Thank you. Pull out. And then finish on my face. My favorite. Okay. Wow. So let's just go on to what you're actually meaning to talk about before we. So what I, I I just would like us to like name things that we feel like are big dick energy. Like I said, big hands. I think are big dick energy to me. Mm-hmm. Like authority. I mentioned big feet. Okay. Yeah, you said big confidence. Feet. You, Com- we both have said authority to me is like big dick energy. Like, okay, you're right. I'm just stand gonna... firm in your word. Amen. Yeah. This sounds like it came from the Bible, but okay. Um, pheromones can be a part of big dick energy, like smelling and feeling like the presence of an alpha male in, around you. Um, someone... Donald Trump. Cheese. No, <laughs> no, that's the opposite of everything. He's giving out pheromones. The Drake Queen. It was a joke. Wow. Because um, she does Christina Aguilera impersonations. So the big dick energy was a joke. That was a leap. <laughs> that was a leap. A full leap. Um, but those things, like I, I feel like those are big dick energy things. Like mm-hmm. people, um, that take charge of situations. I like this topic. That's big dick energy. Like, I like saying. This. Um, when we gonna meet? Okay, cool. Um, meet me at the Manhattan at seven o'clock. Oh shit! Damn, he already got a full plan. First of all, me having to ask him when we gonna meet is not big dick energy. Him tell uh, like me but that's saying, what, that, but that's me what saying, saying hey, then him texting back is meet me at Manhattan at seven p.m. Oh, ooh, I was just saying hey, but I am free tonight. Hey, I'm, <laughs> shit, I, I wasn't free at first. I am free Let now. me text at the Superman. Tell him, sorry, gonna miss Insecure tonight. <laughs> Woo! But the niggas don't be having big dicks as you be doing that for. But so right. Especially if it's Sunday night at 1030. <laughs> what you doing in these streets? Don't you got a job? Um. So that's really what big dick energy really like is. And I think that that's, you know, it's, it's been a popular topic that a lot of people are currently talking about. Uh-huh. Um, this but is I a blonde like hair I just pulled out of your eyebrow. What you? What blonde woman was in your eyebrow? Becky. Wow. Um, you wearing wigs. And so you do drag. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Just have to ask. Next, um, 
I mean, it's just too big of a thing. We've already teased it a little bit. The VMAs have happened. No, not many people have watched. The viewership declined as it per should. Usual, on trend for VMAs. Um, and so I'm only going to do like a quick recap. We opened with Cardi B. Don't y'all care? No. No. And Offset also didn't care because he really thought his real baby was on stage. Why the fuck did you think that girl was going to take your real love. baby on stage? And not discuss this with you. What in the fuck kind of relationship is this? Marriage. They married. Marriage. <laughs> That's not a relationship. Me. This is the marriage. Excuse me. Marriage. Yeah. What kind of marriage is... Woo! Um, so the best thing. Lenny Kravitz came. Literally. And when we talk about big dick energy, Lenny Kravitz is <laughs> big dick energy. Woo! That that nigga has been giving me big dick energy for like fifteen years, decades, baby. That is big dick energy personified. That's but two decades right there. He came. He dressed as an evangelista, and um, I was here for it. Um, I feel like he's been watching Pose. His outfit was very Pose inspired, um, as it should have been because Pose is that girl. She's got season two coming up, and. Um, of course, you should be dressed as an evangelista. Um, Madonna got one more chance to fail at a tribute. I don't know how the fuck we have forgot that she failed at Prince's tribute. And then we gave her another... Oh, that Grammy's tribute. Oh, my God. Yes. So, Prince, also another I black... I forgot about that. You I... just put that in the back of your mind because just like... No, don't forget about that because no one should ever call her to do any... One, they shouldn't call her to do anything ever again anyway... Let alone a fucking tribute, um, and let alone a black person's tribute. She mm-hmm. fucked up Prince's. She fucked up Aretha Franklin's. Why are we call- we do lose her number, lose her fucking number? Um, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B appeared to be headed toward an actual beef. We've been thinking, we've been conspiring, we've been tap-toying around a beef for like months now. And like I think I wrote something on Twitter months ago, like, well, oh, Motorsport, were they actually reading each other? Because like, that would make the song even more entertaining. Um, so we've been like thinking that this beef was going to happen for a long time. But it very clearly seems after the VMAs um, this past week that... A beef is a brewing. And I actually kind of want to see it. Nicki Minaj referenced that she had recorded a freestyle last night on Queen Radio's episode. Was this four? Two. No, this was episode four. Oh, it is? Wow. Yeah, she's like she's done four episodes of this now. Um, and she was really ready to release it. And I was like, release it. <laughs> I can the last the last um, Nicki Minaj freestyle that I remember was um, the one I was playing earlier. Um, damn, what's the name of it? And it was good as fuck. It was to that pills girl. Damn, I can't remember. But anyway, um, the last time she released a um, like an actual freestyle, like she was freestyling. Like, I feel like that could have been better than things that she actually released herself, like, as content. Um, and so, apparently, she's recorded this freestyle down in the DM. Um, the remix to that was a freestyle. 
And so I think that was better than a lot of things that she put on the Queen album. And so if she has a freestyle, like reading Cardi, reading other girls that she feels like came after her these past couple weeks, release it. I would like to hear it. Um, the world needs another rap battle. This rap battle has been brewing for a long time. And if you would like to prove that you are AKA the Empress, I was like, the Empress? That's not even. Cute. That's Card- what Cardi was saying. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. If you would like to prove that you're the Empress, battle this bitch who says she's the queen. She got a whole album that says, I'm, I'm, I'm really the queen. I've said I'm the queen of rap for a while. And now with this new tagline that Cardi is saying that I'm the Empress, prove you're the Empress. Battle. Rap. I can't go to my job and say, I'm the best at this, I'm the best at that. And somebody not be like, well, where are your credentials for this? Do you have experience for that? What are you talking about? Then the little secretary at the front desk, like, I got something I would like to say. Girl, child, what's your bachelorette's in? What you get a master's in? Well, the secretaries at the front desk are everybody that's commenting on that online right now. Hmm. And it's okay to be a secretary. Definitely. But true. Um, the battle is between these two right now. Um, Nikki won an award last night. Cardi won an award last night. Like they're basically even killed at this point. Card- I mean, Nikki has sold hundreds of millions more mm-hmm. than Cardi has, but you got to like you can't be the queen and not defend your queendom. You got to defend it. I spent this weekend um, watching all of the interviews. I watched all of them except the DJ Clue interview. Um, Nicki Minaj did like an hour and a half at Genius. She did the two-hour Crown interview because I have title I was able to watch. Um, And then she did another interview. I just watched so many Nicki Minaj interviews. And hours upon hours, like five and a half hours of Nicki Minaj interviews. What did she say? I'm the queen um, every two years, another girl pops up, and I do my best to support them. But then um, they do something to kill themselves. Um, the labels are after her. It's like real delusional fish. It's just like it's just when I got down to it, um, I appreciated the genius interview. Like if nobody watches any of the other interviews. Watch the Genius interview. I watched six hours of Nicki Minaj interviews, and I can tell you that Genius is the best one. Um, that guy who owns the website about lyrics, because Genius.com is about lyrics, um, he was like, let's talk about your lyrics, Nicki Minaj. You do great things with your lyrics and your music. Um, and outside of your music, you have all these things going on, but why? Um, and I, he mentioned like Barbie Dreams isn't even her first time sampling that Biggie beat and like 07 or 08 on Playtime is over. Nicki Minaj's first mixtape. Oh, don't quote me, don't quote me. But like Nicki Minaj has sampled that Biggie beat before and the genius guy was like, you know, like listening to all the rappers that you referenced back in like 07 and comparing this to all the rappers that you referenced in 2018. How do you feel comparing the tracks against each other? So that person at Genius, that was a really good interview. It's like an hour and a half, but watch it. At work, listen to it like a podcast. Turn it on and go do something else. (laughs) Well, 
All I'm saying in conclusion is the um, VMAs. I feel like they're yeah. about to start a real rap war, and we haven't seen a real Cardi, rap war in a while. You can't the same way Nikki says like you can't just keep poking me and then like girl I ain't yeah I think they roar. I think they poked each girl, other because she I'm called not, her she called her a bitch in the actual podcast like she um, I mean not in the actual podcast an actual award show podcast um, shout out to us. But girl, you ain't just gonna keep poking me like, and I'm not gonna say nothing back. I mean, like, first of all, I like to fight, but okay, cool. They just gonna do this song because Nicki Minaj also said in all these multiple interviews, like this rap. People are so sensitive these days. Now, if you say something about somebody, they think it's like you going at them. But this is rap. You too sensitive. Y'all need to get out of rap if you're so sensitive. But in the same vein, we'll turn around and like. Oh, I called Travis Scott and told him he didn't have the number one album. Bitch, it's fucking rap. He sold like 120K albums. You sold 79,000 albums. He the motherfucking king of rap right now. Ooh. um, This week. This week. Okay. On the Billboard charts. Nicki Minaj, you are not the one. Um, Your version of Rich Sex and Future Song Rich Sex sounds so different. Future song Rich Six came on randomly, and I was like, "Oh, I like this song." And then Nicki Minaj's song Rich Six came on, and she's like, "You can't be broken handsome." First of all, I am broken handsome, Nicki Minaj. What you trying to say? <laughs> Woo! That's, a lot of us millennials are broken handsome. Well, that's objective. Um, I do would I, I would like to see a rap war. Um, I think it's good for both of them. For Nikki and for Cardi, I think you know if you put your shout out to my fans for all the love. There's something that you can't buy, which Nick Cardi which said. You, but yeah, she said that. But you can buy those things. And I was but like, she also <laughs> Cardi also mentioned that she spent sixty thousand dollars trying to get DJs to play her records and say they love it. But then Cardi also turned around and said like, well, at record labels they have so much money. How come they can't buy everybody a number one, Cardi? Then why did you spend sixty thousand dollars? Don't ask us why. Tell us why you spent sixty thousand dollars. Go to A and R and figure out where this money went. <laughs> you spent sixty thousand dollars of your own money, Cardi. We and and it's not to say to that Nikki that. has never done the same thing because I think that Nikki has definitely put a lot of money into um, what she's done to make it popular. Like Anaconda was amazing, but it wouldn't have been as amazing if we didn't have an amazing visual that she spent a lot of fucking money on. She spent a lot of money sending um, Uncle... Oh, shit. I was going to say Uncle Luke. Wow. Um, shit, I can't remember. My Anaconda. Yeah. The two live crew girl. Mm-hmm. What's his name? I can't remember. Anyway, she sent a lot of money to that Paid girl. for the sample. Paying for the sample. She paid a lot of money for the video. That is what projected that shit to a number two. Because the girls were saying that she's never had no number nothing. She has not had a solo number one. She's never had a solo Sir number one. Sir Mix but a lot. No, Sir Mix a lot, yes. Baby got back. But she's had a whole bunch of number twos. She had a whole bunch of number threes. Whole bunch of number fives. And there's rappers in the games that y'all talking about are legendary and they haven't had Even um, Cardi B, um, I like it like that. That's got two Spanish people on it. What does that have to do with numbers? We're talking about solo number ones in the rap game. In the two girls that's arguing right now. Neither one of them have a solo number one. No. Oh, Bodak Yellow is Cardi um, has. Yep, true. Wow. Cardi has. I'm trying and to that's rem- where she was coming from. I'm trying from. to remember all my stats. Throw shade and be. 
No, but that's what she was talking about was, oh, well, the fans didn't buy me Bodak Yellow. I was like, well, you also did buy some No, I think she, she, she's saying, like, the record label didn't buy Bodak Yellow. Fan Love made Bodak Yellow number one. She's trying to be DJ Khaled. Right I now. mean, I guess. Um, put your money where your pen is in both situations. I'm not picking no side. I want them both to come out. I want them both to rap. I want them both Nicki to... Minaj is going to slay her lyrically. I, and if that's the case, then let it be. And then let Nicki Cardi Nicki just Minaj be the pop. Slay her lyrically. Let, let Cardi be just be the pop know. rapper. Cool. We spent enough time on this. What else is going on? Because Nicki Minaj is going to win. <laughs> I, think so. I think so. I think so. But I don't know. I don't know. Because her Cardi... and Remy, I thought was a decent battle. But Rem. No, I didn't think that was a battle. Rem didn't do it right. Rem didn't do it right. I didn't think that was going to be a battle. Anyway, we need to wrap up our topics. What else is going on? Insecure happened. Um, I don't have many words to say, but um, Issa is basically a fuckboy in women's clothing. Um, the quicker that y'all realize that, the quicker y'all will be able to see the real narrative of this show. Um, this is not a dig at Issa Rae. Speak Ray. with your strong voice, because you're speaking with your soft voice right now. This is not a dig at Issa Rae. Um, I think Issa Rae is amazing. She's a great creative. Uh-huh. The character, Issa, is a fuckboy, though. That's the point of a character. She's definitely a fuck. No. The so, if it was written by Shonda Rhimes starring her, Carrie Washington, would that make a difference? Because no. Carrie Washington was very uh, involved and very had a lot going on. Yeah, no. Um, it, it, again, like I said, it has nothing to do with Issa, Issa Rae, the personality, mm-hmm. the creative, the director, the visionary. Mm-hmm. I love all of that. Okay. Issa, the character, is a fuckboy. And I am realizing it even more as we go along. People okay. have been looking at everyone else as a fuckboy and saying, oh, well, Daniel's Look a fuckboy. Look at boy. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's a fuckboy. Lawrence, Lawrence was the, the fuck boy. captain of the fuckboy team. Are we looking at... Issa's actions? I'll give an example of Issa's actions. Issa's actions are I'm cheating. Including? I'm cheating on my boyfriend. This season one. We're on season three. So give an example. We're starting. Oh. I'm cheating on my boyfriend and using other things to validate it. Mm Mm-hmm. I am um, asking my boyfriend what his problems are even though he's told me my problems. Even even though he's told me his problems. Mm -hmm. Season two. Current. I am... um, Currently in love slash trying to court someone that has outwardly told me that they are not looking at me in the same way, but treating them as if they should be in love with me, in a relationship with me. We should be at the same standards and the same rubrics. Like, Who no, is that? Daniel. She's asking the same things that she's asked of Lawrence, of someone that is not her boyfriend. Daniel someone has that continued she's, to come on to her. In last week's episode, he came on to her and she was like, "Oh, I don't think we should do that." And he was like, "Well, why are you here?" Great, exactly. She this, came this. on to she came she was exuding things like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so into your music. I'm so like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna fix me a drink and come chill and like be in your space." And, and she did that this week when they got back home from the club. She complained about wishing that she had better um, sleeping arrangements, and he was like, "Well, go get in the bed. Bye." And she's like, "Oh, but I'm not sleeping." I'm going to come sit with you and listen to your music. Fuck boy. <laughs> so, 
This is not her man. This is someone that has completely told her, who has told her on multiple occasions. You are Vanessa? not the girl. You are not the girl I'm interested in right Hillary? now. She worked at the news. Don't place. matter. It don't matter. What he's talked. What he's told Issa is the point. And the things that he's told Issa is, I'm not trying to be in a relationship with you right now. Yep. If your pussy is available, sure. Um, I am dating other girls. My I am thing. fucking other girls. And Issa is treating him like she's the the party that was. She's the egregious party. Like I don't believe. I don't understand how this nigga just don't love me and how he can't. He don't respect me. He told you on multiple occasions. You have put your pussy in the position to be damaged. Come on. But now it's this nigga's fault, and just like it was the last nigga's fault that you was giving your pussy out to other niggas. Okay. This is why Issa's a fuckboy, and I'm I'm just not here for it. This week's episode definitely focused on Daniel. You said last week was all about the straight woman. Um, so this week they focused on Daniel and his hyper-masculinity with um, refusing to acknowledge that he was better by using his high school resource to help him. Um, I've been watching reviews, and a lot of people were saying that um, Daniel was jealous of person A, um, who he also worked with back in high school, and but that person surpassed him in their producing thing. And so when Issa arrived to the club with him and offered to help him get in the club, then when they were actually in VIP and were and it was Daniel's opportunity to shine with speaking to the rapper that he wanted to connect with. Do you share those same views with the making Daniel the popular character in this week's episode? Um, I think Daniel definitely should be highlighted because um, he's fine. But uh, I think his story is important because they were talking about um, professionalism and growth in your brand. Mm -hmm. And so even if I'm on a journey to get to where I am in my brand, it doesn't mean that since the very first podcast I ever heard to, I should bow down to. Uh-oh. Like my podcast is my podcast and it does something completely <laughs> different. Um, the very first podcast I've ever heard don't sound like anything that I'm producing. Okay. So no, I, I don't need to pay homage to any of that. Um, and I saw exactly where, um, Issa or Daniel, Daniel's character. I was trying, I was going to say Darren, Darren's character was with that. So what he was, what it was reflected in, in the show was him looking at someone that had done something before him mm-hmm. and he's doing something completely ganja different. Burn, ganja burn, ganja burn, ganja burn. This is Joe Budden. <laughs> I love Joe Budden. You know he's problematic. He was simple and Nicki Minaj. We can talk about that later. Joe Budden did a 34-minute review that I haven't watched. I'm like, I'm tired of Nicki Minaj content this week. I watched like six hours of Nicki Minaj. But she got the number two uh, rap album in the country. Again, Insecure. Insecure. Uh, wow. I don't know where you went. I know Um, I was opening my Twitter. Let me close Twitter. Um, This week also, Pennsylvania Governor uh, candidate Scott Wagner decided he wanted to make some comments uh, again ahead of his 
Hopefully not election. Um, Democrat, Republican, Independent. Republican. Okay. Republican. Um, He's running in a state that Trump apparently won um, by a couple thousand votes. So he has a real chance, apparently, in Pennsylvania. For the Republican Party. For the the Democratic candidate, separate. Yes, that's how elections happen. There are two separate candidates. I'm not a lesbian. Um, this Pennsylvania governor nominee, uh, Scott Wagner, made the comments about transsexual um, people being allowed spaces to go to the restrooms as if you are born with male plumbing, use the men's bathroom. To that I'm saying, O-E-O-E-O, goodbye. Like, that shit is so fucking old. It's so old in the North. It's so old in the Midwest. It's not going to resonate with no one. You're going to lose. Let it go. You old white man. Let the shit go. Nobody believes that kind of shit anymore. It is the fringe. People are transsexual. People decide and become different sexes throughout their lifetimes as they are those sexes. You cannot change that by coming out with divisive comments about where they should piss at because their urethra is seven inches long or two inches long. None of your comments are going to matter. You've already lost. Scott Wagner, RIP. Yeah. Um... That was it. I mean, like, the rest of the topics are really not even that hot. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Here For A Podcast and leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you go to um, your podcast app on your iPhone and search for our name, Here For It, and, of course, click Leave A Review. (coughs) This week in social studies, I want to discuss cuffing season conversations. Vanessa Van Edwards is a behavioral investigator. Um, she's been featured on all the things, Huffington Post, CNN. She's got a book. She does all of the things. And so in her um, post about questions that you should ask on the first date, because, you know, cuffing season's pregame starts in August. Or is it September? It's coming up. Um, the first thing she says is instead of asking your the person what are your hobbies, ask them, are you working on any personal pa- passion projects? Um, this can take the conversation from just asking them about their hobbies. Like, oh, I garden and I go blah and I do things. When you ask your potential cuffing season mate what are their hobbies, they will be more inclined to tell you things that are not true. What are your personal passion projects? Getting fucked tonight? Hello? Um, the second that thing is, that was just a personal recollection. Don't use that one. That was a bad example. Um, instead of asking, what do you do? According to Vanessa Van Edwards, the behavioral investigator, you know, you should ask, what does a typical day look like for you? This allows your date to tell you what they do in their free time and it's a more casual way 
of uh, asking them what do they do for a living. So instead of saying what do you do, ask what does a typical day look like for you because that will come up in the going on. It's what they do for a living. Oh, well, you know, I sit at um, Verizon Call Center and ask the girls for eight hours. And then when I get off from that, you know, I call my bestie and sit on the phone for an hour and a half. We always confess in our business. Um, next, it says, to, 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 instead of asking, how was your day? Ask, did anything surprising happen today? This will give you less of a canned response like, mm, it was fine. Oh, it was pretty good. Uh, imagine sitting at a table with a person like, mm, it was, it was good. Then y'all sit there for like a ten seconds of awkward silence. So instead of that, ask, "Hey, did anything surprising happen today?" Uh, and they will tell you about when the boss came back a day early from vacation. Um, when the girl who used to take an hour lunch break actually came back early. Me, I will say I was looking at you. I was like, "No, she took an extra 15 <laughs> Well, if I take an extra hour, don't expect me to come back. I'm already in the middle of somebody's son. Wow. You look like that type of girl. I was that the other day. And the last thing says, what's the best present you've ever given or ever received? Um, Either or. What's the best present you've ever given? Because, of course, during cuffing season, you would like to give Bay a gift or so. Or two. I said a gift or so. Or two. Um, And then... You will know what type of gifts they're into. And you can get a head start during cuffing season because child Christmas gonna be coming up, Thanksgiving coming up, what is Valentine's Day coming up during cuffing season. You can get a head start on an idea of the type of gifts that they like to receive. And also as a sidebar, I Googled this and Virgo, Libra, and Scorpio are the most common zodiac signs. So during cuffing season, Bay's birthday might be coming up. And it's kind of weird because, you know, well, Libra is number one because September 23rd and September 25th. September 23rd is like in cuffing season. I mean, in uh, what's it called? Cusp of Virgo Libra. But a lot of people, a lot of millennials were born during Scorpio season. So did our moms get pregnant in like January, February? Then nine months later, it happened to be the 11th month of the year. But anyway, Virgo, Libra, and Scorpio are the most common zodiac signs. So, Bae's birthday might be coming up. So, you can get a general idea, even if it is like a, well, you know, we've only been dating for a month and a half. Get a good handle on gift ideas. So, that's my cuffing season conversation recommendations for social studies. Do you have any? Good luck, y'all. Add-ons. Cause these niggas is true. These men, all ages. These men, they're men. No, all of them not. <laughs> That's the point. <clears throat> and so since they not, uh oh, um, sexual health. If it's just gonna be sex, well, it's two parts. So yeah. I'm gonna do a gay PSA first, and then I'm gonna oh, go, to go into sexual health. Um, my gay PSA because I know that. One of the biggest prides in the country is coming up, Atlanta Pride. Amen. And Labor Day weekend. With that pride, especially. G-A-Y-P-S-A. Comes um, a lot of uh, opportunity to have uh, group sex. Wow, it does? 
I was going to the club. <laughs> You're a liar. Um, and so I would also like to bring back up bathhouse etiquette. We've talked about it on previous episodes, and, and it is a gay PSA. Amen. That we should highlight again because niggas are still fucking up out here. They are. Unfortunately, we talked about this before. But we need to talk. They about didn't it listen. No. Ah! Um, thorough showers is really important for tops and bottoms and versatiles because they're and versatiles. <laughs> Woo. And fully versatiles and power versatiles. All of the girls, if you're going <laughs> out, you plan on getting something done to your genitalia in the front or the back, do a thorough fucking shower. And then you included multiple partners, so you should definitely have it all. It should be all the way together. You should Ooh. not have had Chipotle three hours prior to this. What are you doing in these streets? Mm-hmm. Appropriate supplies. I've talked about this a number of times on YouTube uh-huh. and probably on here as well. If you like certain things, certain things make I your I like things. a certain loop. Some people like Swiss Navy, but Swiss Navy is not my brand. That's okay. Bring your things. What kind of lube do you like? I like the ones that pay me to um, talk about here we go. Oh, on here God. for a podcast. And so we talked ones, about lube before. This is not your first time. So you ones, have a whole lube video. This ain't your second time talking about lube. So quit so the, pretending. So the ones that pay me, I, I like them the most. Um, bring your appropriate supplies. And so the supplies that make you feel the best, that are mm-hmm. going to make you feel the best in these intimate situations... Bring those because they're not going to have them at the things. Um, keep the chats to the minimum. The who? Chats. Oh, chat. Yes. No talking. Shh. No chat. No little chat. No big chat. <laughs> no chats. Shout out to Memphis Rap. The queen. Well. Well, Gangsta Boo is the queen. Sorry, little chat. Love you, but. Mm. Ooh, you was reaching. Where the dollars at, nigga? Where the dollars at? Um, chatting at sexual events is not cute. Nobody wants to hear your conversation, your colorful commentary. You're not doing a podcast. Stop <laughs> it, girl. Please. You know, I studied um communication, so how that's does cute. This work? Communicate outside <laughs> of this function with that I shit. Study communications. Um, collect your numbers at the clothing point. The clothing point. Again, if you've ever been. Ever heard about it? Where the we, lockers is, it's like the they may not even have, lockers. They may not even have lockers. They may have garbage bags. Depends oh. on where you go. Mm. Um, and so, if the clothing point is lockers, or if the clothing point is garbage bags, that's the point where you collect your numbers. Find your bay there. Get his number. Move the fuck on. Get on out. Do what not. What if you go to the the chat area? And you be like, Terrell, this was so good. I would really like to chat with you. Do I have like a cuffing season conversation with him at the No, just get his number and have the cuffing season conversation after that. If he give you hey, his number because so I should say like, Cause he might not. Hey, he might Terrell, got a wife and number? three kids. And That's so my he not, type. Terrell, what's your And definitely. he just coming to the, the, the fuck the event. He coming to the fuck event to get a nut because his wife don't suck dick at home. He got a federal government job and he sent the money back to Tennessee. Terrell, what's your number? He's not giving you his number. I'm just Terrell, Terrell, what's your Google Voice number? Don't give me your Verizon. He's not giving you his second line, his Google uh, Voice, his kick, his no, no, you no. Terrell, just I, just cherish the memory that you had from this event. Uh, Terrell. So you. I say this to you guys ahead of Pride. That is my gay PSA. And sexual health is really not going to be as much sexual health. It's going to be about. Um, <clears throat> P 
pick sharing behavior on apps. Mm. So on apps meaning not only Jacked Grinder, Tinder, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, Facebook, Instagram, all of Badu. the Okay Cupid. People intentionally set out to just trade photos and collect photos with you on these apps. Mm. They have no intention of meeting you. Nope. They have no intention on fucking you. They have no intention on seeing you at the club. They just would like to Brixton. see you. Next Sunday, I'm probably going to see y'all there. So if y'all want to see me in person and want to exchange news, I'm probably going to be at Brixton next Sunday. But outside of these apps, people will be trying to just collect photos. Collecting photos is like a new thing. The girls will be journalists. They really Ooh. like they have all of the dick pictures. They have the dick pictures that you sent three years ago, the dick pictures that you sent this year, the last ass pictures that you sent if you said you was versatile. All of the pictures. And the culture needs to stop. Oh. It's not now, what cute. you say it's called, you say? Pick sharing on apps. Yeah, pick yeah, pick sharing on apps, pick collecting. Mm-hmm. Some people call it collecting. It's just it's not cute. It's not cute. You can have a whole session on my Vista Tumblr and or Twitter and see all of the dick and all of the ass that you want. Why are you getting on these other apps asking for real people's pictures that you know you're not going to fuck? That you know you're not going to be. A lot of people like amateur porn. A lot of people like amateur but, porn. It's one of the most popular categories. But Amateur. But sending, getting a stranger's picture is amateur porn? No shame When I'm watching amateur porn I'm usually in the heterosexual category But I'm usually I don't know these folks But Mr. Marcus is not sending you news Oh I be on the, I'm growing to love the amateur porn video Like when it's like Not a whole rock and shake Cause they're like They rock and shake do the They're not amateurs Are they still but, doing porn? <laughs> Sign up for the um, connect pal But I mean like a lot of people that you don't know And it's just like an everyday like Tasha and Dedrick In South Carolina I'm like oh Tasha and Dedrick out here turning it out Shout out to them And they have like two videos on their porn hood I like Tasha and Dedrick Where's their um, OnlyFans How often do you run into Tasha and Dedrick on I apps? don't run into them That's why the, the collecting of their videos Is so Oh my gosh, I sound so guilty right now. Quite, mm. quite. So you're the person. Uh, well, uh, you're the person that needs to be listening to this message. Oh, so okay. Um, collecting these things um, is not a thing. Stop it. It is a thing. I collect them on my my visitor. I don't no. connect them to my like iPhone. Like you use them my free data space. I don't want to. No. So there's a difference between someone putting things out for the public to consume, okay, the porn and to watch, and the or to buy, and sometimes it gets just for fans, and more than often it gets pirated. That's different than regular Joe Schmo down the street because you like half a block away from me. I need to see your ass. I need to see your dick. I need to see your chest. I need to see the crack. I need to see um, your neck. I your need shoulder blades. I need to see your traps. I like my shoulder blades. My traps. What? My, no, I don't. Th- even. This is what we're talking about. We're not talking about amateur porn. <laughs> oh, okay, we're talking about people that are um, looking for every angle of you in picture, knowing they're not about to meet you. They can't host. They can't drive. 
Um, they only have sex on Saturdays, and um, Saturday is a good day to have sex. No shade. I don't know if that's what you was doing Saturday or not, <laughs> but those people like Sunday, that behavior that. is a fucking no. Let the shit go. Stop it. It's trash. Jack off. Get off these apps. Stop wasting people's times. You're not gonna fuck them. You're not gonna meet them. Leave them alone. You do not need 17 pictures to verify something that you're not gonna fuck. First of all, I got an Instagram. <laughs> so I don't. I have a checking in the savings. That's first of all. <laughs> Shut up. And if you're not adding to that checking or savings, get the fuck out of my face with all these picture requests. Okay, so can I do a confession right now here for a podcast? Totally intoxicated. I have in the last thirty days shared dudes on Venmo. Somebody has sent me money on Venmo, and I sent them a video back. But um, to validate myself, um, he sent me two videos. No, three videos. He sent me three videos back, so I feel complete. So I'm working with a sex worker. <laughs> My co-host is a sex worker. <laughs> Um, I would like y'all to not I, demonize. No, it's my birthday. Po- to not demonize this podcast because I work with a sex worker. <laughs> it's my birthday. It's absolutely. I sent him one video. He sent me three. Because you did one hour, don't mean you didn't do no hours. <laughs> I Nigga, send you the was... link to this. We gonna laugh. Oh my god. I work with a sex worker. <laughs> hey, that Venmo deposit helped. Do you have a song for your soul this week, sex worker? Call me by my name. Sex worker is your name, nigga. Call me by my name. Um, the song for my soul this week from Sweetener. As I told you guys, Woo! I don't know what you found a song on there. <laughs> Who are you texting? You a sex worker as well. Anyway, the song for my soul this week is "Breathing" by Ariana Grande. It's a flowy summertime mid-tempo song about your anxiety getting in the way and you having to remind yourself to take a moment and breathe. Jesus Christ. Um, So, shout out to Ariana Grande. Now, which album is worse, Queen or Sweetener? May the odds ever be in both of their favors because I, I, I can select three tracks. God is a woman. Um, the first single And I couldn't even tell you From listening to the album What the next single would be But if I had to go for right now I would hope Breathing is the next single Because she can't promote this album next summer So uh, no shade No shade Ariana Love you um, And that's why they both sat next to each other at the VMAs We need support Because mm, I really had high hopes I'm just going to listen to Dangerous Woman. Well, yeah. shout out to uh, Breathe In by Ariana Grande because if she's going to do a next single, I want Breathe In to be it. And that's the song for my soul. The album is on a ventilator. Just like your big toe. My big toe is done. She's all right. She breathes fine. Um, The song for my soul this week. Now where's your picket fence, my love? Uh-uh. Who is my love? And where's that shiny car? And did you ever get And did it ever get you that far No cause they had no gas money More than likely <laughs> You never seem so tense love I've never seen you fall so hard Do you know where you are And truth be told I miss you Oh you still miss him alright And truth be told I'm lying Oh 
Next verse. <laughs> when you see my face, I hope it gives you hell. When you walk my way, I hope it gives you hell. When you see me again, I hope it gives you hell. Because it's going to. The song is uh, one of the American classics by the All-American Rejects, Gives You Hell. And again, we don't do all the same genre of music. It's rock. It's one of my favorite rock songs. Um, but the song is about, obviously, um, a relationship gone awry. And the band members are telling their exes, Oh, you had this whole cute vision of oh what things were gonna be for you. Oh, well, how's that going? Oh, it's not going well. Oh, damn. Well, when you see me out here succeeding and being great, it breaks them. I, I hope it gives you hell. Mm. When you see my face again, because I know you're going to see my face again. She see my sixty ass every time she scrubs. I hope it gives you hell. <laughs> when you think again and think again. About the things that I was giving you I hope it gives you hell I hope it gives you hell by American All American Rejects This is a song for my soul this week Send us your listener questions and comments To hereforapod At gmail.com Or to any inbox where you can find us on social media And our first question this week Is by the um, Trader, the invader And what you say you was this week The aka or something Nasty was the first question that we got? We got two questions. You got one, and I have one. Yeah, the question I have is from Fit Suarez Smith, one of our longtime listeners. First time question. We love you. He is saying, "I'm you. a 43 year old gay male, of course, and have been in a long term and been in long term relationships my entire life. Married for four years to a woman. God was a woman." Amen. Divorced, had my first man-on-man interaction a month later. I fell and went into a male-to-male relationship immediately within six months of vagina. Yeah, that's how it goes. We split after six years, so it was shout out to six years in gay years. Woo! Your first relationship, wow. Twenty. Wait, just wait. A okay. month later, after breaking up with that nigga, that man. I said that. <laughs> that was my words, not his. A month later, after breaking up with that nigga, my words. I met a guy, we dated a week, and we were together for eight years. Oh. Right. And then we split. I like the... Are you single? Send me his He's, cur- he's currently single. Because he knows how relationships work. I tend to give 100%, so I decided I needed a break to find me and focus on rebuilding friendships I lost over the years because I was so wrapped up so in true. my relationships. Very true. I thought his comments were... What's his question, though? I'm getting to it. Oh, okay. I'm excited. No pause. I'm like, ooh, six years of the eight. That sound like love all over me. Hashtag Monica. Well, he had love all over at least a couple Amen. guys. Um, I think his question is very valid because... What question are you getting to I'm, the question? Getting, I'm getting to... Ask that. the question first. The guys that give me attention I'm not interested in... Um, they are typically married, DL, have lovers, or nothing to bring to the table besides sausage. Mm, okay. I face rejection because guys I want don't want me because they prefer open relationships, no commitment, only want a friend with benefits, or they are emotionally unavailable. Do you think there is a fix for this? Oh. So, now what do you think about his question? Okay, there we go. I do think that there is a fix for this. 
I think that because he's been in um, typical, probably heteronormative relationships. I was not in those relationships with him. I don't know exactly how they played out. He was married to a woman. He was in a six-year and then an eight-year relationship. Like back-to-back. So 14 years relationships with men that you didn't quite know before you got into relationships with them, I think that it was probably heteronormative, like the one that you were in with a woman. Mm -hmm. You have not had a chance to really grow into the heterosexual community and realize how progressive things have changed, whereas now you are a fish out of water. You're looking for more of the heteronormative dynamic where I do these things, you do those things, and we have you know this great dichotomy and that makes a relationship whereas more heterosexual relationships now are more we both we both do these things we both do all of the things and we find a happy medium Mm. like you are not gonna just be out here fucking me and expecting me to not never get fucked and hoping that we're gonna have a happy relationship that's not 2018 Mm -hmm. heterosexual relationships somebody doing drugs typically K2, poppers, somebody's doing something. Wow. I There's that, a drug involved in a lot of the gay sex now. An injectable. Um, But you need to come into 2018 because I think, I fear that the relationships that you are currently hoping to um, get are more of the 1992 gay relationships. And you're not going to find many of those anymore. And at the age of 43... There's still hope for you to be in a relationship, but it's not hope for you to be in relationships that you were in 14 years ago. Those relationships, they're probably not going to happen anymore. Even if you're in a relationship with someone your same age, they're still going to want something that's different than what you're used to or what you're expecting. You have to open your mind, open your vision to what a relationship is and find those things that you want and need in a relationship and say, these are my demands up front. Can you make these demands? You can't make these demands. Cool. Thanks. We can fuck, but I'm not being in a relationship with you. I'm looking for these demands, and that's it. And so that's the only advice that I really can give because I'm still a single bitch as well. I, um, I hear that. I receive everything that you said. What you said was very powerful. But I am tired of being lied to. What did the vagina power say? She's like, I don't have a degree in being something. She's like, I have a degree in being used by men, played by men, and just whatever she said. I love the vagina power lady. It was her very first video. But if you if you say up front, um, hey, I'm a strict bottom. A, a verse top will tell you that he's a strict top to make things move along. Um, and then you'll be three months into it And, and you, remember earlier on I told you I was versatile top And so Being a person of a certain age And being through these things uh, I could just see our friend um, Not being Hashtag here for it um, But I do recommend That he that you continue To state your desires Up front so these people can get out the way But be prepared for someone to fib, I won't call him a liar. Be prepared for someone to fib and pretend that they have all these things that you've asked for. They don't, because a lot of times people don't. And you've got to train your lover 
because they've loved someone else, and so they 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 will always have that the way that that person like to show their love on last and first on their hearts. So be careful. Um, Trust your intuition because when your intuition yourself. When your intuition tells you that the nigga is a verse top and not a full top, continue to be yourself. Trust your intuition. Or if he's a full bottom, if he's a full bottom, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm a verse bottom." Mm, so when the last time you used it, you gotta um, initiate conversations. I mean, initiate opportunities, not conversation. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Initiate opportunities where your verse bottom can be a verse bottom. But he he's still like, babe, not tonight. And you try it two or three times, so you're not a verse bottom. You are a full bottom. So, uh, hashtag, don't lie to me. I don't know if who this all was written by and produced by, but hashtag, don't lie to me on the charts, fall, winter 2019. Is that coming out with your like spring? My summer, new EP. Your spring summer collection. My new, hey, hit me up in September. It's next month. Queen, Queen 2 dropping, <laughs> dropping next month apparently Queen But that two. was a great question though Because if you've been in like a 6 year relationship And an 8 year relationship Hey sweetheart you can't just play me like this I'm not that type of girl Literally Yeah and I admire that because I have even a lot it, to give Even in being in two relationships In two relationships he was in long term relationships Both times so he like Committed to the shit like Not he, the shit the The beauty no to the shit because he's still a couple <laughs> woo. Years. Like, um, woo, sir, I know you so gonna paint it, tonight. It, it can be real cute. It can be real cute for a you couple years. It. it can be real cute for wow. a few years. Um, but if it's the shit, it's the shit. It's, and it was the shit it. in both circumstances for this young man. So you don't got your part of the rent this month. Okay, wow. All right, the gas bill, <clears throat> like the gas bill, is not even that high, and you don't have your part of that. Okay, well. Blessed be kitty girl. Um, <laughs> My um, listener question is a follow-up to last week. I know we did a fast round of the listener questions. And someone asked about their um, how to coach their friend through a breakup. And we did a fast round. And that person was like, oh, that's not really where I wanted to go with that. So I'm hoping I can send y'all a DM on Instagram. It says, follow-up listener question. Here are some specifics to helping my friend through this breakup without telling all of my friend's business. Number one, him and the guy were dating for five months. Number two, said guy is DL. Number three, without telling all his friend's business, <laughs> by the way. Number three, um, he, hey, told each other they loved each other. Well, this is not a complete sentence. They told each other they loved each other during sex. This I do that as well, so we don't discount number three. <laughs> number four. Big the guy would stand my friend up often. You can tell me you love me during sex, but you just turn around and stand me up, you don't love me. Number five, my friend has become a bit depressed, comma, suicidal, playing with weapons, not eating and drinking excessively. That's a wild bottom. Number six, without telling all his friend business, said DL man gave him an STD. Of course. So, I'm trying to be supportive and comforting while pushing my friend to move on with tough love. He currently 
makes me nervous about him being alone. So, any advice? Dot, dot, dot. Follow-up listener question. Here's some specifics about how his friend get through a breakup. Gave him an STD. Uh, stands them up often. They say they love each other. Your best friend really needs to be um, in an inpatient um, program for at least two weeks to 30 days. Okay. Um, right now, his environment is too bombastic for him to like currently just be in and figure it out himself. He needs to be separated from his environment, be in an inpatient facility for at least two weeks um, where he's away from the situations, all of the situations. He can get all of the actual health care that he needs while he's in there for two weeks. Um, And definitely the mental health care that he needs for those two weeks because being like like in the hood back in his regular situation he, there's nothing that he can do by himself nothing that you can do as his friend that is going to pull him out of that like those are that's like a trifecta of things that typical people that actually commit suicide and go through with suicide go through um so the best thing that you can do as a friend is to figure out what the closest the most affordable um, behavioral health facility is to him. Whatever will accept his insurance, will whatever will accept him for free. What kind of insurance does he have? How do you work that into a conversation? But it's got to be worked in there, so you got to figure it out. Well, you don't. You don't even have to actually. That's great refer- advice. You don't actually, actually even have to reference the friend. You can know like his job. Like, does is he a state employee? Is he a government employee? Call HR. Hey, man. And call the 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 facilities and say, listen, my friend on the verge. She about to die tomorrow. Do y'all got Blue Cross or y'all got Cigna? And they and they will tell you up front. We will take your friend pro bono. We will take them and then we'll figure it out. Okay. Or we will not take them unless they have Blue Cross Blue Shield. But do something right now. That's like not doing something and letting them um, fester and go down this rabbit hole is only going to be the recipe of losing a friend. And I say that from public from personal experience. Um, I agree. That is amazing advice. Um, and if your friend cannot submit themselves to an inpatient facility, honestly speaking, this is the part where you shine as a friend, where you spend as much time as you can with them, not necessarily talking about the situation. Last week, um, in your advice, you mentioned um, just being there, giving them time, and they will vent when they're ready. Um, and Moving on forward through it um, And if you can't be there Then I'm sure that they have another close friend It's like Hey Tasha girl I'm going up here Monday and Tuesday You don't have to be over there Wednesday Because uh, I have to take my grandma to her appointments But Keith can't be alone right now We Keith need us And we both have got to step it up So let's talk to each other And devise a plan to help Be there for our friend um, And definitely do as much as you can As time permits um, as coin will allow Because for some girls it's not a pay week And definitely even if just being there Is all you can do Some I remember at a time I told The Superman and my, all my other friends Look I don't want to hear no breakup songs I don't care to hear them right now Seven months <laughs> Woo-hoo. But like we had went into the new year And we were only listening to like Nicki Minaj rap songs And not um 
Heather Headley. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah, play no in Headley. my mind, do not play Heather Headley in my mind. Do not play Tony Braxton, another sad love song. But I would like you to be present. And I need to hang out because I just had my heart broke. <coughs> and friends helped me pull through that. I'm getting choked up thinking about it. That's what I'm actually doing. So, thank you guys so much for your listener questions. Here for it, pod at gmail or in the inbox where you can find us on the internet. And it is time for our here for it. So, what are you here for? <clears throat> so, um, the government is uh, crumbling before our faces today. Uh, if you have not watched any news, seen no newspaper, no tweets. Oh, no Rosa is shopping a book deal. The government is collapsing. Oh, not oh, Rosa. Okay. The government is collapsing. Um, and one of my heroes has chimed in over the past couple of days. And uh, issued a battle cry that I co-signed. Come on, battle cry! Oh, um, Admiral McRaven. Um, he was the um, admiral chief officer over the um, Osama bin Laden raids in Pakistan that actually killed Osama bin Laden. Mm. He was chief of the special. Operation Forces Command for a number of years, 2011 to 2014, while I had some operations with the Special Operations Command, and has been one of my heroes for a long, 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 long time. Um, with the recent news of um, the president revoking people's security clearances, he spoke up and spoke out and said, while you're revoking actual American heroes, security clearances, revoke mine. Me next, girl. Since you're playing games. And I echo his every statement. He is an American hero. If not, he is one of our best and biggest American heroes. Um, his reputation is untarnished. He's neither a Republican nor a Democrat. He speaks purely objectively. And when he stepped out of the shadows, we have not heard from him in years to say these things. I just, I, I gasped. I, I couldn't believe that he actually would because like people of that community, people of that high rank of that type of, those types of positions, they don't. They don't enter the fray. And for him to be entering the fray and saying, okay, well, if your current president is going to be revoking security clearances, he can revoke mine too. Like he's like one of the biggest American heroes that we have alive today. And if he is stepping up, we should all be stepping up. And my security clearance does not expire until December. And I stand with Admiral McRaven. If the current president is going to be um, taking people's security clearances away, take mine away as well. If you press an L2, R2, X. I would like to AB. be in the chorus. I've been in the chorus against the United States a couple times. Girl. Uh, and it won't be my my first foray. But if you're going to okay. be taking security clearances away, take mine away as well. You got to press take left two times, up two times, A, B, L2, and then it'll take my security clearance away. But don't forget to mention escape. This week, um, we celebrated National Senior Citizens Day, August 21st, a.k.a. yesterday. 
So I want to take time to highlight Sage USA. LGBT seniors are four times more likely, uh, four times less likely. Wow. LGBT seniors are four times less likely to have children, twice as likely to be single, and two times more likely to live alone. Since 1978, SAGE has been a national advocacy and service organization with 29 locations across America, providing meals, homes, and health services. You guys, go to SAGEUSA.org. Show some love to them because just like we all be like, oh, what does Glenn have to say about this? What does the ACLU have to say about this? Sage USA helps protect LGBT seniors against discrimination. Make sure that these nursing homes are treating them right. And we all going to be old one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a callback to our listener question that I had earlier. Girl. Um, you're going to be old one day. You're going to be the been times through it. have changed. You ain't going to have time for these for these girls. I don't have time for them now. And I'm not even that old. <laughs> so, shout out to Sage, S-A-G-E, U-S-A dot org. Show them some love. And shout out to National Senior Citizens Day happening this week. Outstanding. It's time for our last call. We have been in here for like 17 hours. And you cute and I like your eyebrows, but I got a man at home. It's my birthday. Hey! Well, no, I don't have a man at home. Don't, let me leave y'all alone. Right. I'm looking for a man for my, <clears throat> the night of my birthday. Entitled to lie. I don't know. Your birthday is also on a I'm window. part of the Trump administration, the way this sounds. <laughs> I'm speaking facts and alternative truths, and the truth isn't the truth. And Okay. <laughs> We are having tequila for my birthday. Thank you. So my news is um last call. Your nudes. N- no. Oh. Those are on Instagram already. You already found those. Um, my last call is to King Esther. King Esther is a new show being developed um, to track a black trans girl that was escaping New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. And so the onset of the series is going to detail like I think maybe I think it's like a week before Hurricane Katrina hit and um, all the things that this trans girl was going through before Hurricane actually Hurricane Katrina actually did hit and she had to evacuate New Orleans and all the other things that were impacting her black trans ass life. Obviously, this story caught my attention because. Um, one of our pose actresses has gotten another fucking role, and like executive producer role. And well, she's actually she's playing the titular character she's as well. She's starting getting it as well. And so, like we have been telling you for decades, give us an opportunity, give us the ball, put us in the game, and watch us shoot all the shots every time. Pose has did things that other shows. That have been canceled in less time would never have fucking done. And now we have stars coming out of polls, creating a whole no- a whole 
a whole nother fucking franchise. Yeah. Based around trans people because yeah. trans people fucking exist. Yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> and that- they have a real and they have a real story. And their real stories need to be told. And we've been telling you this for decades. And nobody has listened until 2018 until we put trans people in the front in the forefront of our, our media, in the forefront of our TV, in the forefront of our commercialing. And now it's it's very profitable. Mm. Now the same people that pro- <clears throat> that produced Pose are producing this. <gasps> I wonder why. Oh my god! I can't imagine how they figured that they were gonna make a coin off of this. <laughs> I'm excited that they are late to the party that they they came. Mm-hmm. But um, Angela Ross, uh, Angelica Ross, excuse me, uh, the the actress from Pose that. Played the Miss Candy. Miss Candy that where they got her hips done and her ass put a little silicone back there um, in hopes to win the ball and she didn't win but that's okay because she won this <laughs> she won this she won this she's starring now she won this and she has been knowing this for a while apparently she's known this for a few weeks and she was holding it close to the vest um, she reports via Twitter some big news I've been holding on to for a while now I'm executive producing an incredibly endearing and inspiring story of a black trans woman living in New Orleans seven days before Hurricane Katrina so seven days so that means the story is going to talk about the news that a hurricane was coming the hurricane was diminished the hurricane wasn't coming and now the hurricane is here get the fuck out that is a story we all should be have we should have seen this for a long time and we didn't see it and we're now gonna see it through a trans scope. That is fucking big news. And I can't wait to see it. It's my last call this week. Oh, and um Jen uh Hubert is gonna be in it as well. Aunt Dark skin. Aunt Bill from um Fresh Prince of, yep. of Bel Air. And we ain't gave her no job in ten years and so she needs this job. And I'm excited. I can't fucking wait. Can y'all give me the debut day now like I'm ready. What is the screening? Just invite her for a podcast and we will be there. If somebody knows Angelica Ross, tell her no. Um, we, we're ready. We can travel to New York from Washington. What's yeah. that? My last call this week goes to our listeners. Um, here for a podcast has 82,000 listeners. I, oh, wow. Here listeners. for a, <laughs> Wow. That was country. You just made me take that shot of tequila because you know I like tequila for my birthday. But we have 82,000 listens, all of our supporters on Patreon, and everyone who clicks like and comments on our social media. Don't forget all of the uh, spots where we've asked for comments this week on social media. But I love you guys. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who's a strict top out there. You are my last call. So it's a dual last call to all of our listeners. And then straight tops. But um, it's my birthday. Send me nudes. I love nudes. Send me your nudes. The guy who like, mm, bitch, don't ain't this fit? Ain't this fresh? Do we still say fresh? I think we say lit now. I'm getting old. We don't say fresh no more. We say lit. Ain't this lit? Ain't this lit? Southern dialect. So y'all know his true age now is 37. Oh, somebody said I was 42. Somebody approached me and said, aren't you like 40? Wow. You're so kind. Um, But thank you guys so much for loving and listening to Here For A Podcast. And it's my birthday on Cash App um, at Ronald Matters, PayPal at Ronald Matters. We're going to the bars this weekend and ordering um, 
chicken wings and ordering tequila shots. Show us so some love. yes, do not be sending no um, messages for nudes. Only be sending things on Cash only send App. The nudes. Only I'll on, send the nudes as well. On, the nudes. No requests for nudes. Oh, requests for nudes. Okay. Yes, as we talked about. In I don't know. Health. So only be sending things on Cash App, PayPal, and on Patreon. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna let you lead that because you it's you it's my host. ministry. I will it's say you're ministry. the host. It's my birthday. I'm supposed to be drunk and enjoying tequila shots and um, chicken tenders and chicken wings, party wings. It's my ministry. Thank you guys for listening in here for a podcast. Make sure you tune in to us next week where we will be doing more problematic things probably. LGBT health and wellness every Wednesday. Y'all know what it is. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-N-A-N-A-N-A. I saw another the Superman who was performing at the stripper parties or something. He was, you said he does cocaine, you said? Crystal meth. Crystal meth. But meth is a um, health crisis in Trump's America. Well, while we're taking down Tina, please be taking... Take down Tina, hashtag. Take down Tina and take down fake Supermans. <laughs> Bye. Bye.